Hi there. Welcome to the Innovation Insight Podcast, brought to you by the Walton Institute. In this webinar, Patrick Barrett from the Department of Agriculture, Food and Marine talks about agri-digitalization in Ireland, the ecosystem which exists in Ireland to foster and support agri-digitalization, and the future of agri-digitalization in Ireland. Patrick has a degree in biochemistry from NUIG, as well as a master's in biological sciences from DCU. In his current role within the Department of Food and Marine, he oversees agri-digitalization of agriculture in Ireland. We hope you enjoy it. Okay, so good morning everyone and uh, I hope you're all keeping well. So for me to kick off, I really think it's important that we all try and get our heads around actually what we think uh, or consider agri-digitalization is. And we know there's increased amount of agri-data being generated and we know there's advances in processing art and artificial intelligence and we're really trying to transition the agri-food and bio-based sector by connecting to this data digitizing it processing it and then to be able to react and use it as a decision support tool and we know that for this to happen there needs to be increased governance and strategic development addressing of key challenges and addressing of skills and jobs development and a whole range of issues. This is important for all the policymakers, Department of Agriculture uh, and our, our agencies, but, and also for the primary producers and actors all across the chain. The big things we have to deal with are nat natural capital, productivity and sustainability in agriculture, and really the physical, biological and technical, technological and innovation development all across the sector. And agri-food tech is a broad church, as we can see here in this diagram, and digitalization must fit in amongst all of that. So what I want to cover today really is speaking a little bit about the, the knowledge base that's required, the uptake of technologies that I know, for example, Ethan will go into a little bit more detail on, the enabling environment that we need to put in place, and also the importance of the context for introduction of technologies. So Ireland has quite a considerable amount of activity already in place on digitalization. We know that we have strategically uh, in either agri-food research and innovation agendas or the broad science TikTok technology and innovation agenda for Ireland picked up on agri-digitalization. And this has meant quite a significant investment in infrastructure, either through Enterprise Ireland, Science Foundation Ireland, or the Department of Agriculture in the human capacity around agri-digitalization and in infrastructure, either in for example, VistaMilk or the Consus project, or either in uh, the sort of digital innovation hubs that have been in, put in place through Nova UCD or PACE by TSSG or the AgriTech Centre of Excellence in Tralee. All of these are infrastructure to help us. But we've seen significant investment uh, on the finance side, at the NTMA and ISAF uh, aligning with Finisterre Ventures or Enterprise Ireland AIB aligning with the Yield Lab. You see uh, activities by Alltech and Thrive uh, with John Hartlett, the Irishman, a, a, a playing a deep role in agri-digitalization in the Silicon Valley. So it's quite significant investment going on. We also see that strategically there has been a declaration by 24 European countries to how to develop a digital future in agriculture in the rural areas. And this picks up on key challenges, what technologies need to, to be uh, advanced what uh, adoption needs to be considered either in terms of skills or how it's picked up at the farm level and how this deployment is facilitated either through CAP or through EU research and innovation funding. And it know, we know in between that there needs to be infrastructure put in place 
either in terms of hubs or in terms of knowledge and innovation or in terms of large scale pilots. And all of this is underway. And I think it would be useful if everyone maybe had a look at some of these documents to try and get the sense of where we're going with this system. In terms of CAP, it's also going to play its role. And we can see in the development of the Agricultural Knowledge and Innovation System, the so-called ACUS, that the development of digital technologies is a part of this. So what we want to do is try to capitalize on the potential of digitalization across all the nine uh, CAP objectives. And the fundamental ideas are, are challenges that need to be addressed are really around data usage, uh, the commercial success, technology uptake, and the social development. And what the need is for the Department of Agriculture is to be able to describe a, a strategic outlook and how technologies will be uptaken in the, in the areas of agriculture and the, and the rural economy. So where are we now with, uh, say, EU-funded opportunities that have been put in place already to deal with some of the issues? Well, we know that the Horizon 2020 system has invested at least 163 million in the areas of robotics, precision agriculture. Uh, there'll be discussions this morning on how cascade funding has been put in place through smart agri-hubs, but also other projects like Agrobo Food and Demeter. We also see that uh, Chagask is leading on a project where farm advisory services will be looking at how they can integrate with digital technologies and explain further to the farmer. And we know that the funding system in the future will not only develop the knowledge base, but would also look to scale up and pilot and demonstrate activities. And the Digital Europe, Europe programme with a, a 9.2 billion fund will be very important in this area. We know there are key considerations around governance, data sharing and business models. We know that the Copa Cajica has worked very hard with a range of different stakeholders to put in place a code of conduct. And we know that if we don't address these significant social uh, issues that uh, it will hamper uh, agri-digitalization uptake. So I think it's very clear that we, when we're developing technology, we need to have a clear eye on the non-technological issues associated with agri-digitalization so that we don't, get, we don't come up unstuck along the way with not dealing with uh, some of the social issues that may be associated. So what the Department of Agriculture is involved in, and this will involve stakeholders such as Science Foundation Ireland and Enterprise Ireland, uh, the Department of Business, Enterprise and Innovation, and other actors across, across and uh, of course, Chagas, across the, across the system, will be tried to align EU policy with strategic actions that will happen nationally, be it the CAP strategic plan or ACUS development or the national digital strategy, with a whole range of agri measures. Some are in place already around the digital innovation hubs, as mentioned. Some are in public-private partnerships for already uh, you know, uh, we have uh, key academic and uh, research organizations in tandem with industries such as Vista Milk or Bio Warwick or uh, the Consus project. But we also see the need now to understand that there's a lot of different, uh, different types of technology in play. How can we combine these all together to deliver a service for the farmer that's usable, that's user friendly, and that makes a difference in terms of productivity and sustainability? We also need know that. Uh, from the Department of Agriculture's point of view, e-governance, for example, the lightness upgrade or uh, use of data that the department has or is generates and how this can be better used and how can we develop knowledge transfer or farm advisory or even EIP agri-operational groups to develop on digitalization. And then the broader system 
obviously broadband needs to be addressed, but regional strategies need to, be, need, need to take into account, well, what will different agricultural and rural areas need in the different parts of Ireland where, where there's different types, of, different types of activities being undertaken? Education, training and skills will be important, access to finance, entrepreneurship. And this involves partners beyond DAFM on the public side and obviously the private partnership. So the five, there's five main things that we would like to discuss with stakeholders across the public and private system to better develop agri-digitalization. And this is something we'll be developing further under our CAP ACUS pro, uh, process, policy process. Uh, looking at a framework approach, how we can engage with all partners, how digitalization can develop for productivity and sustainability, how we can encourage the use and uptake of digital technologies, how the, the generation of, of data from the system can look at new business models that help us to drive the activities that we want to achieve in one, two, and three here. And then how we deal with impact on society and the economy, and we do this in tandem. So from our perspective, and this is kind of my leaving comment for today, is if we have stakeholders who are looking at the development of agri-digitalization, they really need to think of it within a context of what are the key challenges facing the industry, either on the productivity or the sustainability side. And to think of it within this framework, it's not business as usual, it's where uh, farming and agriculture and all our stakeholders and the, uh, the processing industry need to go in the future. And this is, a, this is the key challenge for us. So I'd like to just give you this frame uh, for, for your considerations and it'd be interesting to, to hear of the developments. So thank you very much. Thank you very much, Patrick. That was really interesting. There's um, several queries coming in from um, participants uh, regarding the slides and um, you know, so just to let you know that afterwards um, we'll work with the speakers to make the slides available to you through the ASA website, TSSG and other social media platforms. And also the webinar is being recorded too. So uh, we will make that available to you afterwards because I know across the three presentations there will be lots of content. So Patrick, that was an excellent start and an overview um, to the session, uh, not just this morning, but to the session later on today. Um, also, so thank you very much for that. Just quickly before I pass over to Ethan, uh, there's a lot of activity in this area and I know it's relatively new, but in terms of how we compare maybe with other countries across you know, the EU or the world, what would your impression be in terms of how Ireland is performing? Both in terms, we'll say, of funding into the area and we'll say maybe commercialization of some of the initiatives that are underway. So thanks, Rena. So I think there's there's two things to consider. One is um, the uh, U.S. situation and the and the uh, EU situation. So on the U.S. side, there is there's there has been over a long period of time very significant capital within that system and access to finance. And this system is now uh, looking towards uh, the food system itself. So there's quite a significant amount of commercial and private activity in the US, probably mainly suited to the type of farming that takes place there, either large scale cattle farming or big crop farming situations. Europe then, on the other hand, needs to develop agri-digitalization for its own context. And we know we have a different farming context all across Europe. And what the EU and, and nationally countries have done is very much take a bottom-up approach, so very much build the knowledge base, build the research and innovation activities, 
And on the other side, then we've slowly seen capital and access to finance being made available. And Ireland is probably one of the leading countries in putting the access to finance and the, the knowledge base in place. And we can see that one with the, say, the investment by the NTMA and ISAF with Finisterre or EI, uh, Enterprise Ireland being involved with AIB and um, the Yield Lab, for example, or all tech and dog patch laboratories. But then on the RI side, we can see the very significant activity by, for example, Chagas and TSSG and UCD in European Research and Innovation Awards. So we're right up there in terms of the knowledge base. We are right up there in terms of the access to finance. And I think then in the middle now is to try and grow the level of entrepreneurship and the, uh, the, the uh, piloting and demonstration of the, of the innovation outputs of the research projects. And if we, if we can carry on in this, uh, in this trajectory, we will, um, we will be in a good place. Excellent. Uh, thanks, Patrick. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Innovation Insight podcast. Be sure to follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and other podcast streaming services. For more information on the Walton Institute, check out our website at www.waltoninstitute.ie and follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn and Twitter. Bye for now.